Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now is UFC fighter Josh Kulabau fighting out of uh, Sydney, New South Wales. Uh, he recently, a couple of weeks ago, took on uh, Lerone Murphy in uh, UFC London. Uh, unfortunately, came up short there. Uh, but look, he's joined us on the show uh, very graciously. Not too many fighters, when they don't have to do media leading up to their fights, actually take the time out uh, to chat to anyone, let alone little old me. Uh, but we've had Josh Coolabau on the show before. He was actually one of the first guests we've ever had um, with Australian MMA. So, look, I mean, without further ado, uh, the man uh, tells you what it's like coming off a loss. Um, he up and I think now is 11 and two, so he's only ever had one other loss previous to this one. Uh, so he talks us through the mentality of that. Uh, he's uh, love for his teammate Alan Philpot, who was fighting at uh, Eternal MMA in Sydney. Uh, against Sean Etchell, so we're going to get his thoughts uh, on that. Um, and uh, he's expecting a baby with his partner. And uh, if look, if you bumped into Josh Coolabau on the street, you'd have no idea he's a fighter. If you talked to him on the phone, you'd have even less idea that he's a fighter. He's one of the most humblest, sweetest guys and smiliest guys uh, you'll ever meet. So guys, uh, do either download this or watch it on YouTube. Remember to subscribe to wherever you're listening or watching. Uh, and definitely check out Josh Coolabau on the socials. But right now, ladies and gentlemen, Josh Coolabau. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on the show, Josh Coolabau. Mate, welcome. Thank you for having me on. Mate, uh, I mean, not too many times are people stoked to come on and do a little little chat after a loss, so I do I do appreciate it. Um, first of all, where where's your head at? Um, I... Uh, Look, it was a it was a good fight up until, of course, uh, the glancing liver kick. Can you talk us through that as well, and just where you're at mentally? Man, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm just again just long flight to to go over to London and back, you know, and uh, to be over there, you know, obviously fighting at the highest level and fighting a, a killer in Lerone, you know, no excuses. Physically felt good. Weight cut went good. Um, everything. Like, I felt like I, I ticked all the boxes, but I just felt like my mind wasn't there. I just felt like I would say that my mind was there, but um, subconsciously, my mind was probably back at home worrying about my my heavily pregnant missus. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I was but, s- well, you're like two weeks away, aren't you? Yeah, about, yeah, about two weeks, yeah. Two and weeks. Does that, does that put into perspective, like, I'm not gonna say the loss doesn't mean anything because obviously it does. Like you, you pour your heart and soul into this, but does it kind of put it into perspective of like, well, I, I'm I'm a dad in two weeks. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> like, I try. I, I I say it all the time. I I've never used um, external reasons to to motivate me to mm-hmm. train and compete, and I do it because I love it. But I don't know. Maybe this one was is different you know maybe this one's different and and i feel like you know i i probably don't have the same mentality that i had when i was 21 you know so yeah i feel like things are changing but it's it, it's good change you know yeah does it make you go i've got someone to fight for uh or is it more like no nah, yeah. i just want to spend time with her like, spend time yeah with her. yeah a, a bit of both a bit of both like i said I, i've never used to have any external reason i never used to say oh i'm doing this because i'm doing it for my brother i'm doing this because i did that you know i did it because i wanted to do it i did it because i enjoyed it i did it because it was my passion you know but obviously now it's no longer just about me so yeah do you still enjoy it i love it i do love it 
I love it with, with, with all my heart. I do. I don't know what I would be doing without it. I love it. And I mean, you don't really have that. I mean, it, it definitely is in, inside of you, but you don't walk around with that grit and grind and that, that angry sort of uh, look about you in terms of fighting. But now that you're becoming a dad, do you think it's going to soften you up a little bit? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, we'll get to it when, when we'll see how I, I, I am when, when the baby comes around, but yeah, like, uh, I've never been like that. I've never had to be Mr. Macho, tough guy, walk around with their, you know, their chest puffed out. I was always just the same old me, same smiley me that's uh, that enjoys punching people in the face and competing at the highest level. So, yeah. Has it, uh, and this is a more analytical question in terms of how it's fit in with your training, Has have you had to sort of change sessions around or have you like lost sleep just in, in the preparation for having a child? Just, yeah, just in general, man, just, uh, like I said, subconsciously, probably in the back of my mind, I, I, I say, I don't really think about it and I'm just fighting for me, but subconsciously probably just, yeah, obviously like fighting for, for my family now, but, um, no, not, not really tra- training, still training at the moment. Um, just obviously just right now for now that I have no fight, there's no fight camp. There's no too many sessions for me. It's just literally just waiting around to for this baby to come out. Is it, uh, was it straight after the fight too? Were you trying to feel sad about the loss and your partner's like, I feel like orange juice. Go get me orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> They're laughing about that. She heard that. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was, it was, yeah, I didn't like, I, I took it on and it is what it is. And, you know, at the highest level, you you can't you can't have that uh you can't have that sort of yeah that it, your your mind has to be in the right place and I just felt like mine wasn't so. And does the the team rally around you? Do you need to dig deep for the next one, or are you are you a big fan of sort of no nah, just on to the next one? Mm, it's just it's weird because the, obviously I haven't taken a, a loss at featherweight. And it's, yeah, it's, it's a little bit different because, yeah, I, I like the, the first fight short notice with Jalen Turner upper weight division is a little bit different. But this one is like I had a full camp. I was physically there. I was, you know, everything worked out. It's like it just wasn't my night. I just wasn't there, you know. So I, I'm a big believer in, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But also I'm also a believer in constantly trying to improve. So I know i got to sit down with the team and, and figure out, why I wasn't switched on or was there a technical error or was there, yeah, I just feel like we can always improve in, on, on that sort of stuff. So you just dropped a bantamweight. Just... <laughs> uh, fuck going down to bantamweight. You want me to cut my leg off? <laughs> no way. Well, then uh, on the, on the fun side of it, you know what I mean? When, when you are officially over a fight, what's the first bit of food? Like what's the first thing you're looking forward to? And to be honest, this time around, like my uh, dietitian has got me eating quite a bit and I was still losing weight. So I, I never really had any weird cravings, but um, I was definitely stinging for a beer, you know, I ended up, yeah, wanted, wanted a couple beers. So that was definitely the, the first thing on my mind when I could have it. And being in the UK, obviously February, you were basically a hometown boy in Australia and then going against the hometown boy. How did those two fights differentiate? And it was very, 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 very strange where the um, rack arena was packed, fully sold out. The crowd was 
pumping. And then I got to London thinking that it was going to be the same and the, the crowd was going to be very, yeah, very alive and very against me. But the, the, the event was, was very, very small, you know? So there was no, um, there was no real crowd there. To be honest, it was a lot of empty seats and it felt like almost like an apex fight, to be honest, just with a, a bigger arena. So wow. yeah, it felt weird that it was like the, the arena wasn't fully pumped and yeah, it was strange. Very strange. Probably because the ashes, the ashes were on. Nah, I doubt it. Uh, I, I, <laughs> everyone wants to watch stuff too. <laughs> um, and uh, mate, is there any uh, any news on potentially sliding into that UFC Sydney card? <laughs> everyone's asking. Everyone's asking. I mean, if they got a uh, welterweight, who, who who wants to fight? They can. We can match up with a welterweight. Maybe me and Jack Della can have a crack. Are you? You bit heavy. <laughs> You know me. If they wanna if they if Jack Dell needs a fight, I mean I'm more than happy to step in as long as they pay me. <laughs> nah. There's there's no chance of me. I, I wanna I wanna really um all jokes aside, I really wanna just uh sit back and, and, and enjoy being a dad for a little bit and 'cause I the, the, the last thing I wanna do is <clears throat> look back and regret missing, you know, these these special moments with the little one. So I don't wanna yeah, miss out on any of that. Are you are you a one and done, or are you planning on having like ten? <laughs> How many you reckon? <laughs> uh, yeah, if it was up to me, man, I'd I'd want a whole basketball team. To be honest, nice. so. <laughs> and if it was up to me. I'd I'd want a whole basketball team. That's I've always wanted. A, I've always wanted a big family. I grew up in a big family, you know. So that that's something for, you know that I'd I'd like. But I don't know. It depends depends uh, on the boss over there. Oh, I love it. Now, mate, before I let you go, I want to ask you about your teammate, uh, your your bestie, uh, uh, Alan Philpott. Uh, he's he's... <laughs> Arch nemesis, you mean? That's the rivalry. <laughs> well, it's, you've got him fighting in Sydney. I can only imagine that you're going to be at Eternal MMA in, in Sydney. Uh, Philpott's in a bit of a weird position because obviously he's as highly skilled as, as anyone, but he's on a real skid right now. He has talked as if this might be, you know, if he loses this, he might be done. Like that that's what his, his Instagram posts and stuff sort of allude to. Can you give us a sort of insight into, into how he's thinking? It's just, uh, yeah, with, with, with Ali, it's a, it's a little bit frustrating, you know, honestly, it's it's it has nothing to do with his i tell him all the time has nothing to do with his worth work ethic has nothing to do with his skill his technique if anything the dude is like world-class talented and technical and i don't know it's just so frustrating just seeing like how good he actually is and then when he goes out there he just doesn't can't i don't know just he just doesn't pull the trigger and you know, being a training partner and going through all the camps with him as well, it's just like you see how much he puts into it and then just like on the night, it's like it's like he beats himself, like he gets in his own head like, and just, yeah, get, I don't know. Hey, with, with Alan, I think if we can get his mind right, I think no problem. He he beats a lot of the guys' bantamweight in, in the UFC, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah, we just got to fix what's going on in his head and I think the rest will fall into place because – Again, like I said, it has nothing to do with him physically, with his work ethic. It's just, yeah, his mind. And just, I feel like he, uh, yeah, gets in his own head a little bit. 
And uh, you got quite emotional in Sydney talking about his loss before your yeah. fight. How was he with your loss? <laughs> he's he's just happy. I'm on a I'm on a losing streak now, like him. <laughs> he he always don't, we always tease each other. We always do this for class. Each other, ah, loser, loser. But nah, he's he's always been there. He's uh yeah, he's 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 a man, bro. Like there's there's not much to say. He's he's always had my back, you know. Regardless, win, lose, draw, he's he's got my back, and uh, you know, that's why I get so emotional over it because he he's a guy that like genuinely cares about me and genuinely wants to see me succeed, and you know, he always makes the effort to, even though he's feeling shit, he always make the effort to sort of brighten up my day, even if it you know he's feeling shit or he sees me, you know, feeling shit, he'll he'll you know go out of his way to try and brighten up my day by talking shit or just you know the typical Alan. <laughs> How'd you guys meet? Um, I just met him through through just like he came to to Australia and then he was in the area and he was at training down at Legends and he he asked me, oh, do you want to come down and train at Legends? And then we were sort of training together, you know, here and there at um with with Martin out at Martin's gym, Martin Ewan's gym, and then we were training a little bit at Australian Top Team as well, and we were just bouncing around all over the place, but we were from the same area. We were driving to all these different places, training together anyway, so we are like, oh, why don't we just train together? And then, um, yeah, we just we just sat down one time. He was like, oh, let's go get a coffee together. We sat down, had a coffee, and then it just started from there, and we just, I don't know, we just clicked and I had to bring up another man now on a losing streak, but uh, another buddy cop of yours, uh, Jamie Malarkey. Have you have you guys gathered around each other and, and prepped each other up? Uh, Amy, yeah, that's another one, bro. He's he's another one that pulls at my heartstrings too because he's he's been a boy for so long as well. Um, but I always have faith in in Jamie. Jamie's always the hard ass that he is, and he's always uh, with Jamie again. He's, he's just always turns up to fight. That's him. There's a dog in him. And just, again, it just wasn't his night. Got caught. You know, he was winning that whole fight the whole time, up until the, the what was it? What, I don't know what hit him, but as he, as he was stepping in, he got hit. And that was like, again, small error in small gloves. And that's it. Game's over. So, nah, I'm, just, I'm very stoked for him to, to have a sick fight with, uh, who's he fighting? John McDessie. Yeah. So, very excited for that. Uh, and uh, yeah, just before I let you go one more time, because that's what I do. Because as soon as I get you, I just want to hold on to you forever. Um, <laughs> if you want to say you love me, you can say that, bro. That's all right. I do, mate. I do. I used to have to wait for the. I used to have to wait for the UFC, and they're like, "Oh, yep, I'll ask Josh. I'll see if he's available." I'm like, "I'm gonna ask him. Stop it." <laughs> um, but uh, do you have a prediction uh, for the Sean Etchell, Alan Philpot? Uh, and not just obviously your boy is going to win. I get that. But like yeah. how, when, what's your thoughts? Again, I feel with guys like Sean Etchell and uh, the way he fights, he, he comes out and he's very aggressive and very come forward. And he, he, he wants to strike, you know, um, I feel it's just a matter of time. All these guys will will try and strike with Alan, and then they just realize like it's just so much easier to try try and change the game plan because they know they they're getting hurt on the feet and they just can't catch Alan. Like speaking from experience, it's Alan's just one slippery guy, and you can never really land a clean clean shot on him, you know. So I think all these guys' routes, you know, they're all gonna do the same thing. They all see that he's lost, you know, he's got taken down or he's been submitted. That they're all just gonna try and do the same thing to him. So. 
I, I, I we will see. I, I think Etchell comes out aggressive, and if he comes out and just tries to stand with Allen, I think Allen just pieces him up until he catches him and puts him away. But um, I don't know. And plus, Allen has been, um, you know, for the last couple of years, been been training and building himself up to be a featherweight. So he's he's gotten size now, and he's gotten a lot stronger. And now he's dropping back down to bantamweight. And Etchell is, you know, essentially a flyweight as well, going up to bantamweight. So it's like Allen's going to be big as well. And it's going to be very hard, I feel, for Etchell to get him down. So, again, all props to Etchell. Etchell's very, very game. He's a game guy. And I think those type of fighters really, really match up well for, for Allen. Guys that are going to try and come after Allen is what suits Allen. So... Do you think the Australian scenes, like, I mean, it could just be because I'm a part of it and I need it to do well, but like, do you think the Australian MMA, like regional scene is doing well? I mean, we just saw Tom Nolan absolutely spark someone as soon as he, as soon as he got there, but yeah. Can you put into words the Australian MMA scene right now? Man, I, again, like going through it, I see a lot of these amateurs and just the way they're training and the way they're doing things these days is is like they're professionals, you know. I see some of these amateurs and they could easily be pro beating pro pro fighters and it's just the level has risen so much and I feel like I don't know why it's growing so rapidly in terms of like the talent here, but man, don't be surprised we see another Volkanovsky, another Israel Adesanya, you know. Look we've got so many Aussies already that are smashing it and there's how many of us in the UFC and, you know, killing it at the moment. So yeah, I just feel like again we're gonna we're gonna start to see a lot more talent come through Australian MMA and and smash on the international scene. Whether it's one championship, whether it's PFL, Bellator, uh, UFC. Again, there's so much talent in Australia, and it's yeah, it's just growing, and it's it, it's actually blowing my mind because, like I said, all these amateurs, man, they're training like pros, and they move, and I've sparred with a lot of amateurs, and they're like, "Wait, you're an amateur?" And it's like, man, they're very talented. Some of these kids, so. I can't wait to see what, what the future holds for the Australian MMA scene. And uh, finally, when can we see you back? Is there, is there a timeline or are you just going to see how this baby stuff goes? Yeah, we'll see how the baby stuff goes. But, um, you know, I, I've got to sort of, again, sit down, not with Dana White, but sit down with the other boss and figure out where we are, you know, with, with the baby and schedule and routine and whatnot. But uh I don't see myself fighting for the rest of this year. If if it is, it has to be something big and it has to be, you know, worth my while to do it. So, um, yeah, I, don't, I, doubt, I, I doubt we'll see a fight this year. So probably, yeah, I don't, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. You made, you made your partner sound scarier than Dana White. I like that. Yeah, she, she is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, oh, you reckon I'm learning how to fight? I got to learn how to fight. Well, mate, um, that's also why I've kept you so long because yeah. a baby's going to keep you up all night. That's why this interview was keeping you up all night. Bro, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I'd rather talk to you than Goo Goo Gaga. Language, bro. Human language. Oh, mate, uh, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, best of luck. Always positive. Uh, can't wait to see you in Sydney. And, um, and, yeah, man, best of luck. And we'll see you either next year or earlier this year for a whole lot of money. Thanks, Rich. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs>